G'day punters, welcome to the Sydney preview for Super Saturday. We've got three group ones, we've got two group twos to get through. And of course, it's great to be joined by these two gentlemen. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Big weekend coming up. Was there one race that really looked uh, that you were looking forward to the most out of the out of the card? No, I think overall it's a great meeting. Um, we get first look at the two rolls and then uh, the Epsom's a fantastic race with a lot of depth flight stakes and also the sprint race quite intriguing so yeah a lot of very good races beautiful mark roden for yourself uh, any any of the races where you really found a, an edge straight away not really I've, unfortunately probably ended up a bit close to the market in in most of the the main races but it's a it's a super day's racing um and i'll try and find a couple of little angles anyway okay we'll start in race four which is the seltzer hill stakes the group two over two thousand meters uh, top of the market, Fierce Impact coming up from its last start win in Victoria. And uh, it's pretty short at the moment. Best available, $2.30. Mark Sheen, I'll give you the new ball. Anything that took your eye in race four? Um, look, I, I do like uh, Fierce Impact. I've got it a little bit longer than that. I've got around 13 to 8 or about 265, mm. 270. I, I couldn't get it that far apart from Coling, but uh, I do think he, he has got the proven 2,000 metre form, whereas... Colding hasn't um, at this stage. He's only had one run in the Queen Elizabeth, which is on a heavy track, so he probably couldn't can him for that. But uh, Fierce Impact at least has won at the trip, and he has trials and he came back uh, from Melbourne, and, and uh, I got him running a very good last furlong in that trial, so probably one of the best of the morning. So um, Lincoln Villiers is in the wheelchair for me, even though they put the blinkers on. I don't want to be on him. Um, to do start uh, jumping sharply in distance might need another run so I've got fierce impact on top but hoping for a little bit better odds yeah it does yeah, look it's very it's skinny at the moment skinny. doesn't it uh, Mark Roden for yourself in race four uh, I'll back fierce impact if it gets a touch better than this I've, I've 225 sort of on the cusp of what I'd want um, it's a strange race um, this one you've got you've got three wait for age horses against uh, the remainder who aren't Wait for age horses, to be honest. Mm. And De Villiers does look cast, really. It, um, I think it's wet track or nothing. And uh, But it, its last start was its worst run since its Melbourne Cup failure two years ago. So that sort of puts the writing on the wall um, that especially on hard tracks, he might be gone. So that leaves you with fierce impact in Colding uh, and Colding just that little bit sus at 2000. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm learning the, the way I am. Remarkable horse, really, Fierce Impact. He came over as sort of a benchmark horse, established himself there, then established himself in sort of Group 3, then he won the Turak, then he won the Cantava. Now he's a fair income Group 1 horse. And, um, yeah, he's the way I want to go, but I just want to touch a uh, better price. Yeah, I would can't argue at all with uh, the arguments that both of you have made there, uh, Fierce Impact, uh, for me. And like you, Mark Sheen, I'm just looking for uh, for another nice run out of to do start. That last start form's looking, uh, or two starts ago, so far this prep, it's uh, form's been quite decent and just the way it hit the line, it does look like it will be suited stepping up in trip. So uh, yeah. potentially if they walk, it might very well be able to at least loom in the straight and look like the winner at some point. Well, he was pretty fat at Randwick and that was 1,400. So it just worried me going from the 14 to the 2,000. He was scratched from a white barrier the other day. So maybe he might need one more, especially at this level. Sure. Okay. Race five, flight stakes over the mile. And uh, Hungry Heart, Dame Giselle, obviously dominate the market. Um, interesting that Hungry Heart has the last start SP over Dame Giselle. Um, probably had that uh, the excuse, I guess, in the run. Uh, but 
certainly does look like the horse that will be suited stepping up to the 1600 in terms of what it's done so far in its career. Uh, Mark Shan, you've been with this horse for a little while. Is that the way you're leaning there on Saturday? Yeah, I'm just hoping that James rides a little bit more aggressive than uh, his last uh, couple of runs where he's probably been a bit passive waiting and uh, then he did get uh, in a, an awkward spot there the other day when Thermosphere came up on the outside. I suppose Joviality coming to this race puts a bit more speed into it and Dame Giselle drawing Barry number one. Uh, whether he wants to give the fence up or take on Vangelic for the lead and then see what Joviality does in the early stages. So some decisions to be made there by Tommy Berry, I suppose. Mark wants to give Dame Giselle a smother to run yeah. the mile. Yeah. Uh, I had Dame Giselle in the coffin or the box seat. Mark Roden, how did you have the race mapped? Yeah, just uh, let me get it up here. I think I'm pretty sure I had a box seat, Dame Giselle. I did, yeah. I've got Vangelic, Joviality outside, Dame Dame Giselle taking the trail, little gap to Hungry Heart. It doesn't need to give away too much of a start from four, I wouldn't think. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was if I was a bookie, if I was in my you know past life as a price assessor and throwing up markets, I'd, I'd just put them up equal and say, you work it out, boys. Um, I, I've actually marked them 290 each at two. Dame Giselle has the 2-0 record this time in. Hungry Heart is obviously looking for the mile. Dame Giselle maps in front of Hungry Heart, so, you know, Whichever case you make for either one, you're right, in my opinion. Um, I'm not going to bother to try and split them. Um, the, the early market just seems to be tending in the direction of Hungry Heart, which doesn't entirely surprise me. If Dame Giselle got out to some, you know, 3.30 or 3.50 or something, depending on how the track was playing and so on, um, <coughs> I might be tempted. I think I'm going to back Montefilia, um, who had the 42-day break and uh, arguably wasn't in the best part of the track on that occasion either. Um, against this, you know, the same couple of horses. Um, it's, it's a little bit hard to make the case that she can turn the tables, but it, she's looking for the mile. And if Joviality is there to make a bit of pace for her stablemate, that'll help Montefiore as well. And it's, it, look, it's getting out to something like double figure odds now. So I'd, I'd probably rather spec it at that sort of price rather than nail my colours to the mast and charge into one of the two top picks. Sure, makes sense. I've got zero interest in this race. Oh. Um, so <laughs> that's that's me done. Um, race six, the Premier Stakes Group Two, over twelve hundred and Nature Strip. Odds on, once again. Mark Sheen, what are we doing with Nature Strip? Given it's had two trials, and I guess uh, both were a little bit uh, suspect. Yeah, well, tossed the jockey at the first, and then a little bit tardy in the second, and was ridden back. Um... Look, this is a horse that I really haven't caught, so I haven't backed him all that often and I haven't collected off him, I know that. So, uh, whereas Classic League Legend, every time I've uh, I've gone to the well there, he's normally delivered. So, uh, I'm going with the grey. Yep. The last yep. time these two clashed was in the Everest, where Nature Strip led and Classic Legend was luckless. There was about a length between them. I think Classic Legend's going better now than he was then. And uh, just the variance in price, I'm going with the grey with Classic Legend. Love it. Mark Roden, uh, I guess we should touch on probably how the track's potentially going to play. We've got rail three metres and on the day there's a, a north uh, northeasterly forecast. Are you factoring that in for a race like the Premier? Uh, a little bit. I mean, a northeasterly will make life difficult but not impossible for leaders yep. and uh, fencing run horses, I think. Um, statistically, it's pretty fair, the three-meter position on dry ground. Um, yep. The Randwick Guineas meeting back in March was very much up the inside, but 
I think they had a southerly that day, and that's not going to be the case. So I, I certainly don't think it's going to be leaders or mad rail or anything like that, but I think it'll be pretty fair. And I, I won't be, certainly going into the meeting, I won't be put off leaders. Um, and he should lead, even if he does, well, assuming he doesn't throw the jockey, uh, if, he, if he gets out of the machine, even a length behind him, he should lead um, because there's not a great deal of other speed in the race. So he should, uh, even if he doesn't step uh, muster pretty quickly and find the front, I'll just stick to my old back of the envelope rule. You know, you yeah. back him at $3 or better and don't back him if he's shorter and he's going to be shorter, so I'm not going to back him. Um, classic legend is um, clear second pick, but um, put it this way, we're not getting better than $5 Gitra um, against Nature Strip last time, and I think Gitra is a bit better than Classic Legend, and Classic Legend's only three. So while I can certainly see Classic Legend... Um, possibly turning over Nature Strip if he's uh, having an off day, um, $3 is pretty, you know, it's about right. Um, and away from them, either just having a dream with Libertini maybe, but I, I, I don't need to bet in this race. Libertini I thought was trialling all right and she's all right. She might get the right run at, um, you know, don't, you know, you couldn't back the seeker or stand out to... Um, be knocking over either of the top two, so it does probably look like a no bet race to me. Maybe Nature Strip gets beaten again. We get um, get four dollars or something the Everest, and I chime in then. We'll see. I was just going to say it almost <laughs> would be a perfect setup, wouldn't it? If he gets beaten here and then lobs at a price in the in the Everest, it would just yeah. be a, the perfect Nature Strip, you know, narrative, so to speak. That's right. Uh, Twitter would love it anyway. <laughs> uh, look, I, I tend to agree. I mean, it's uh, I, I was leaning towards Classic Legend. I think we'll get a better price in the day, and, and if it drifts out to, you know, around greater than three sixty, I'll probably chime in because I think, like you, Mark Sheen, I've, I've had a bit of success with that horse in the past, and I'll probably get sucked in with the with a Saturday momentum, so to speak. Um, but we'll jump into race seven, which is over the mile. It's the Epsom, and. There's all sorts of angles in this race. The barrier draws caused a bit of havoc, but probably the, the hardest part for me was finding a dead set leader in this race. And to be honest, I still haven't quite come to the conclusion. I've got Riadini, Wild Planet, looks like Elvis possibly with the with a change there, um, leading with a little bit more, or being ridden with a little bit more vigor. We saw last start, it was almost just restrained for a bit of cover. And then Brandenburg, they're probably the most likely to take up the running. Uh, Mark Roden, did you have something different on your speed map? No, I had, I had Riadini, and originally just thinking um, it was the mm. emergency who got the run and they don't want it. Um, but it, So it's gone, so Riadini at stable, mate, probably leads. Wild Planet at 1600, definitely up there. I thought Mr Seawolf would be up there from four, seeing they had um, success with it sitting second last time. Brandenburg looks like Elvis, I've got the next line. Um, Yulong Prince and Star of the Seas certainly won't be in the contest for the lead, but they won't be too far away from one and two. I said, I think the official map had reloaded leading, which... Wow. Yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have found it in a million years, but I'll tell you what, that's the uh, probably his best chance of finishing in the top five because he's in a slow-run mile. He, he won't out-sprint, out-sprint anything. He looks like he's telling the caravan when they go for him. So um, that, I, I couldn't have picked it, but there might be a way to go for him. For sure. Uh, Mark Sheen, what are you doing in the Epsom? Have you found a bet here? Yeah, look, uh, I was a bit worried about the pace. Well, um, I, I've been waiting for uh, Rock to get to a mile of Ramwick on a, on a dry track. Um, he did get a very fast pace in Newcastle, which he probably won't get there on Saturday, unfortunately. But 
I just think that uh, he ran a good race in this uh, uh, race last year. Uh, wasn't all that far behind Star of the Season. That was on a wet track, which he doesn't like at all. Uh, dynamic win in the Canada, but coming off a fast pace. But I think with only 52.5 on his back, um, he'll run a great race. Um, I thought Vanna Girl originally had some sort of a chance here with no weight on her back as well. But again, she's going to be a back marker and, and probably need a lot of luck. But uh, I was, was going to spec her with only 50 kilos. And just the way the race is going to be run, probably Wild Planet will be right up there. So they're the ones for me, 13, 20 and a 9, but I could have easily missed the winner. Yep. I was happy to have something on Wild Planet at the prices, given on the map more than anything. Um, and being pretty happy with the way that it hit the line there last start, I, I thought it did look like it would be appreciating the step up towards the mile. Um, similar to yourself, I, I wanted to find Vanigo, and I'll still have a stab at the price, I think. The, the last start splits were just, again, too good to, to ignore, and just at the price, I'm happy to have something on. Might be able to get into a three-wide, four-wide line, and, and just, especially if they tend to drop anchor on the corner, you never know if there's a, a uncertain leader up front, may well be able to get a toe into the race, and... The other horse that's drawn wide, and I don't really know what to do with it, but imaging is just going really well this prep without being suited at all. And it probably won't be suited again there on Saturday, but um, I would just be sick if it got up at double figures. So that's the way I'll be playing. Not a huge betting race for me, but willing to spec uh, each of those runners. Mark Roden, for yourself. Yeah, don't know yet. Um, I've got star of the season top from Rock. Star of the season yep. going to need luck from one. Um, if he gets too far back, he that will put him in big trouble. And the price is short enough, I think. Mm. Uh, Rock um, went super last start when it did set up very nicely for him. Um, if he repeats that, he's right in this. Uh, Wild Planet's the one I'm going to have to have another look at. I was talking with my cousin about this race this, after, oh, this morning and he, he's got Wild Planet favourite and I was a bit a bit iffy about it at 1600. But the way this map's going to set up, if it is a slowly run race and he's up second, the 1600 isn't anywhere near as much of a factor as originally, so it might have been a bit tough on him. Um, there are a lot of other chances, obviously. Um, uh, you know, just on figures, Funstar and Probabil at their best have got chances, but they're both drawn terribly. Um, imaging, as you mentioned, is drawn terribly. Uh, Long Prince is drawn well, but surely not. Surely. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Vanna Girl map's awful. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Tricky race. Um, if, if Nash can get, say, star of the seas three fence and get the run when he needs to, I think he's probably the one to beat. But, yeah, a lot of, lot of ways you can attack this. Yeah. He's an interesting runner, isn't he? Like, I backed him in the Epsom last year and he was uh, he placed in that race. Then he ran in a Doncaster. Both of those are wet tracks. Yes. And he looked a wet tracker, but um, he's certainly grown a leg in the last six months, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, and that was a... There was nothing wet about that track last time, and he ran really well. So, um, yeah, I was I was same as you. I, I had him labelled a bit of a wet tracker. Um, he'd, he'd run all right in some benchmark races on dry ground earlier, but he, he yeah. looked to have come into his own in the better better races on wet. But um, I think I think just on last start alone, I can't really call him a wet tracker only. All right, it's an outstanding race. Can't see what I uh, can't wait to see what the market does with it. Um, and then race eight, the other group one on the card. The, Metropolitan over 2,400. Uh, Mugatu short, dominant, has been on track for a while. You've got other horses like Hush Rider, Remem Rocks and Zabrowski. Uh, I remember when we did the review show probably a month ago when we were talking about 
remember Ox was on track, I think it was 50 to one at that stage. And now all of a sudden it's $8 and equal second favorite for the Metrop. And I'm just looking at that price and think surely, surely not at that price. Uh, Mark Sheen, the Metrop, is sticking with Mugger too. You've been with it a few times this prep. Yeah, well, don't bring up Brigham Rocks. I was on it two years ago with the pictures uh, <laughs> the there. It's got beat an eyelash anyway. Um, look, God, I think Mugger 2 is going to be hard to beat, but um, I think 7 to 4 is a bit skinny. Uh, you know, I'd like I'd like about 5 to 2. I think he's got to put himself in a good spot. This only a reasonably short run to the first turn here, and there's a lot of horses drawn wide, so I wouldn't mind being in a, a nice, decent spot there, about one off the fence going in the first turn, which I think Mugger 2 will be. Obviously, Zabrowski comes in well at the weights and probably been looking for this trip. I still don't know if he's just a wet tracker, though. He might be a dry tracker, and I think Rondonella's been ticking over quite nicely. For the record, Mugger too, but um, there's easier races to bet in. What are we doing with a horse like Edda James that's had uh, the, oh. the trials coming into this? and I mean, it's you have to respect the stable to a certain degree, and here it is uh, drawn reasonably well for Mara and Eustace at huge odds. Yeah, you wouldn't me. expect the stable. <laughs> Too much if you'd back some of their favourites in staying races recently in Sydney. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Could be uh, 14 lengths last going in towards the turn then. Um, Mark Roden, any angle for yourself in the Metro? I've got Magagatu, um, Magatu on top at $4. So 272 short for me. That said, I've got him well queer. I'm $9, the, the questionable um, Zabrowski, questionable on dry Zabrowski. Next pick, then I've got a, a clump of them. Looking for little bits of value, maybe Mirage Dancer, who I think is ticking over quite well in Melbourne. 2400 Nash, tick, tick. Um, one at bigger odds, I mean, uh, I might be having a dream. Um, you, and you certainly wouldn't back it against Ronda Never off their last start, but Tariff Lifetime has some pretty good figures and he's desperate for this trip. I mean, 2400 is probably minimum for him these days. And he's 40 to 1. You can get 40 to 1, so I'll spec him for sure. But. Um, won't die of shock if he does nothing either, but um, yeah, it's it does stand out the favourite for sure. Yeah, but yeah, just a pricing issue. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. It's uh, not really a race that I had a great deal of betting interest in, but yeah, Mirage Dancer was the one just with the soft gait. I'm often uh, partial to backing stayers with the with the low draw and. Sometimes I just get the dreams run and spend a lot less energy and get a clear run into the straight. So that was probably the way I was going to opt. Just a very, very small bet on Mirage Dancer there in the Metro. Okay. Uh, best bets, best value bets, best lays, anything else on the card that might interest you? Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Uh, like Hilo in the last, uh, I didn't like the way it paraded the other day. Um, ran through to win and just knocked up the last little bit. So I think... Um, it looks to be a bit of speed in that race with Burning Crown. I think it will be let loose if it jumps out and uh, put the pace on in the race. So I think Hilo. Uh, and I was going to lay a Villius. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get out too far and uh, put it in for the lay in the pink column, race four. I like it. Mark Roden for yourself. Um, yeah, not a day for super best. That's me and what I've done so far. I'll make it, you know, if we get 250-ish fierce impact, I'll be, I'll be the, pulling the trigger. Yep. Yep. And uh, I found Hilo in the last as well. Was really keen to follow that horse wherever it went, just off what it did last start in terms of the sectional breakdown using the punting form data. So, and I think that different form, it's not a great deal of form in that race, it must be said. So I was prepared to, uh, to take a stab with that horse and think it should be favourite. Uh, it's currently just short, just shorter than a theory to stable, mate. So I'm pretty confident that that horse will shorten and start a firm favourite. 
Okay, thank you to you both. Uh, we'll catch up on Monday to review Super Saturday. Uh, can't wait for the card. Uh, all the best to you both. Thank you very much. Talk then.